This is New Balls on the Soup. 105.6.11.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.
close to Denmark in social structure? Yeah, very right? much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that we that is different, but actually different from Denmark sets itself apart very much with this, but that's paying for your education when you're going to university. I mean, mm. that's crazy. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Or does Finland do that? I think it's more Sweden common in like a lot of European countries. But so they it's don't the pay for education. They don't pay your kid to go to school here. You go to you take you go to college or you go to university, sorry, and they yeah. pay you like a thousand dollars. But I just imagine that was like Scandinavia. Like, is that no, not the same not condition? The board, is that no. only Denmark? It's, it might be Denmark, and I think Finland. Sweden does it. Sweden does it too. But it's not all Scandinavian countries. I don't think either. Man, I've already so taken that for granted. Special. Yeah, no, you really don't get that. I think know. we, if I were to raise my kids, if I was raising my kids in Canada, I would want to save for their education, which could be starting now, right? Starting now, which could yeah. be an easy back from when I remember I was going to school. Maybe it's more. I have no yeah. idea what tuition is nowadays, but you're looking at probably a hundred thousand dollars for both your kids for like, let's say a four year, four year university degree yeah. and like. I don't know. Let's just say maybe eighty to hundred thousand. What do I know? So it's quite similar to the so U.S. So think about this: you don't have education. to save a dime for your child to go to university in Denmark, mm. and just pay your taxes, they, folks. Then the government pays your kid one thousand dollars a month. Yeah, like a stipend to go to school. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I got That's paid, crazy. I got paid to finish my master's here. It's amazing. I mean, it's yeah. it's it, what what it does is that it makes you have an it it. It's an incentive. Everybody everybody has right. an education here. Everyone has an equal access. But everybody but, has but, an but, education but here. That's not true. Because yeah. I know a lot of Danes that don't take advantage of that. That's but that's, that's the own. first time I've ever heard you say that. Yeah, but I do. I've met a lot of Danes that don't go to get their education, don't go to university, that's because insane. they always have the option. But the option always exists there, I think, whether you can afford education or not. So it just really depends. You know, school isn't for everybody. It's, of course, everyone recommends you go to school, get educated. But if you're very successful doing something else, like, you know, all the power to you. But in the U.S., it's like you can't get education because you can't yeah. afford education. Exactly. You know? It's very unequal in that sense. So, yeah, yeah you, like, as or you, you said, take a loan out of the bank and then this, you <laughs> come out of tough forever. You come, yeah, you, exactly. So it's yeah. like... What an amazing thing. <laughs> what a, I read a very cool thing that they do for the people because you then probably more of the population is educated. Mm. And, you know, they get to still do it without worries. These kids can go to school, have a part-time job and know that they're still going to. They get yeah. to then, they sort of, I also find that they sort of start their life uh, as their more adult life a lot earlier. Here. It's a good transition into adulthood. Yeah, because they never really have to worry about, um, you know, if they can, you know, of course they have to, you know, watch what they spend, even though they have paid education and sure, stuff in yeah. a part-time job. But you know, there's always that sense of security that you're gonna get that. No, exactly. That like, money per month. And even then, if you lose that part-time job, you're like, okay, I can still pay my bills at maybe. least. Maybe. You know? I mean, I don't know, but I just think overall, that's that's. I don't know how we got into this conversation to begin with. Uh, okay. Oh, it kind of is similar health. too. So as, mm-hmm. apart yeah, from that, yeah. uh, everything, yeah. healthcare and stuff, everything's basically the same. Except I just realized recently that, and I have to say this only because I was on the Canadian. Um, drivers the uh ministry of transport uh-huh. and uh wow they're so far behind like how do you mean logically yeah, or mean? we're really advanced here in denmark i don't know do you mean I just like their online structures yeah how they, so like... i had to i had to uh get a record of my driving history and so i go to the, the mm-hmm. website and i put my driver's license my canadian driver's license number in and i want to get a proof of like basically i need to find a way to sh- prove my issue date when my License was originally issued in Canada right. because on my Canadian driver's license, it only says issue date from when you renew it. Okay. It never shows a history of when you originally, you know. So I have to, in order for me to just transfer my Danish um, driver's license to Canadian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that is keep the pizza. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> yeah, then I have to have proof of when I was, you know, originally, uh, you know, started driving, issue yeah. date, and, and a, a lot of other things. So I went on the website to get one of these, um, you know, proof of 
history or whatever yeah. it is, driving history. It's like an archaic yeah, system. Then, yeah, then, or... no, then, it, then a, f- a form comes up and you fill the form. I'm thinking, and and then I'm reading. You can't get this. On, you can't get this delivered to you through your email online. Like it's just information. Just yeah. email it to me. And we have like all this like NEMID and everything. Yeah. Where everything's electronic. Everyone has information on everything. Yeah. So have. I haven't gone to the worst part yet. Oh, no. So I have to fill out <laughs> this form, and then it's on the next page. It says you print the print these following forms: I the think credit I know where card this is going. authorization form uh-huh. and a signature form. Uh huh. And I had to print. Them so I can sign them and I can either a fax. I knew you're gonna say fax it <laughs> or regular mail. They still do this. That's how I did my ballot for voting. You know, in the last That's election, mental. they were like, "Yeah, fax it to us." And I like, I think fax? I I contacted uh, you know Vester Copy here. Yeah. And I was just like, because in the U.S. I'd like call it Kinkos or something like oh, you that. No, we can you can find a fax. I'm anywhere. just like, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't do those anymore." No. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I think I do that. That's uh, a yeah. thing of the past. So yeah, I sent it by standard mail. Yeah. So. I had to then, I was like, what? And so I said, I was at, work, at my work, I was like, do you, guys, do you guys have a fax machine here? And they looked at me like I was insane. And they're like, no, no, we got oh rid of that long God. time. Who does fax, you know? <laughs> who asked right, they're looking at me like I was crazy, right? So I said, no, I, I, but it's yeah. true, who does fax? So I had to then mail from Denmark a letter to Canada with my signature form and my well, credit stamp card. stamp and everything. And by the time it gets there, we're talking, I don't know, three weeks, regular mm. mail, I don't know. And then, I, But I got like a tracking on it. And okay. then from there, it says it takes 10 to 20 business days. Oh my God. Then <laughs> they will mail it back <laughs> to you, which is my parents' address in Canada. Okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, but... Which then in turn, they're going to have to mail that shit to me. What a process. I'm like so irritating. It's I'm so like, archaic, especially when you're so used to it here. Like, everything is so, like... Authorized. Like, digitalized. Digitalized exactly. signatures and digitalized boom, boom, boom. Send it to your email. Send it to your e-box. You yeah, know, those exactly. things that are invented. And then you can send I these... I love that You can't system. avoid that. I mean, but this you is tell, You tell some Americans the system, they think, oh, the government's trying to control yeah, well, everything. Yeah, I know, but then <laughs> you just... Here we go. Yeah. Like, honestly, the convenience... I had a friend that got so mad that he was like... They're doing these chips now with the cards, you know. And I was like, hey, <laughs> no, they don't. They don't even have contactless. They don't have contactless no. payments. No, most they, places in the states. No, they don't. And how about the greatest thing, mobile pay? Oh yeah, they got on that late actually. Venmo is what they don't everyone, have it, do they? No, yeah. So they have something called Venmo in the U.S. Okay, and I think it's just got like picked Venmo. up heat. Do they do Venmo as well? Because when I was living in Sweden, I had to use Venmo, not mobile pay. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, but that's cool. Huh. That's really good because I but think yeah. that was the best. I remember going to restaurants with some friends and we were like 10 of us and we'd get the bill yeah. and we'd all sit there, start calculating and splitting it like oh, 100 was... ways with the poor guy in the credit card. And <laughs> doing you know, it like, over and over You know, again. it's like, um, wow. How... That was the method of the way back then. Well, that's, and we didn't know any difference. It didn't matter. No, of course. Right? Yeah, but right. now I'm just like, wow, the, the luxuries you don't realize you actually have. Like, yeah. kind of like swipe everything. Ding. You know, mm-hmm. you forget that as money sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, just mobile pay you. You know, it's like, that's yep. coming from your bank account. I swear. So, is there anything in Canada that you miss that they don't have here? Ooh. Not besides like foods and things. But, oh, well, like, come on. System first. First system. Oh, the, f- the oh, hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Customer service. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, people who Do like they work to work commission oh, in Canada. Yes. Yeah, in some, in some cases, yeah, but that's just not it. We're just. You know, overly friendly, nice. We're not people. so different Americans and Canadians. No, we're not. We are. You guys absolutely. are fake. You guys are a bit fake. We are. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We are. Americans are fake until you make it, all right? Yeah, we we ain't faking it. <laughs> and you, you know? made it. And we think everybody wants to hear <laughs> what we, we have to it. say. It, Hence this podcast in Denmark. Right. So anyways, yeah, customer service and just like the the want to the want to do their like they're wherever they're working in, in service, like to want the want to do their job and to help you and to be friendly and to, you know, just 
That's that I'd say would be kind of nice. But actually, when I go back to Canada and it happens there, I'm sort of taken aback now. I'm like, well, she's talking to me. <laughs> oh yeah, she's talking to me. Oh hi, how, how am I? Oh oh, I'm good. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. What? How I'm, am I? I miss it the most, I think, in restaurants because yeah. even if like a lot of people say it's very fake in American restaurants, but you've always had this like really cool waitress or waiter that you yeah. vibe with so nicely and yeah. I miss just like even if you're doing it for a tip fine all right do your best let me see what you got yeah, exactly. and you're just like hey like first name basis touch you on know? the shoulder like yeah. really really attending to your knees I agree. that does not exist here do you here. remember no. when we took Helena to uh, we took a Dane Helena my wife mm-hmm. Bo wants me to let people know who we're talking about it's, um, it's just for context <laughs> <laughs> we took her to Times Square in New York and we went to Fridays to eat it was mm-hmm. like 3 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning or something and it's free refills, which is she's not used to. I miss that too. And I never <laughs> utilized that. She, they would, but they would put free refills there before she would ask, before she would even finish her drink. So every time she looked at her drink, the shit was full. She's like, wait a minute, am I, am I I'm confused? What's that? Am I not drinking? This? I miss that kind of service though, because here is kind of like, here's your table. Yeah, seriously. Um, see you when you're done. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, okay, exactly. you want something? I'm busy. And you know what else? Like sixty krona. But yeah. I really miss like giving my card and the little book, having them. Of course, that makes more sense with the tip. But you give them your card and the little book. They go away. They do your thing, like in their thing. Bring it back to you. Here it's like they're over your shoulder with like the card terminal. And they're yeah. just like, you're putting it in, and obviously I've gotten used to living here for so long, but yeah. it's just, especially now, like, so many restaurants in the city, they'll try to, like, do this tip thing here, and yeah. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. But do you notice that some of the restaurants in the city, or some of the newer ones opening up, are actually providing more of a service um, atmosphere, and they are more oh. service-oriented, but there also is a well, lot more... I haven't more, gone to that one. I also find there's <laughs> yeah. a lot more international people working in restaurants. That's true. So you it's will see a different dynamic, and so recently, I don't know if you've ever heard of Haya de Sanchez. Uh, no, is that a restaurant? She is a, a person. <laughs> it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Sounds like a cool restaurant. But she, man. there was a girl behind that, right? And mm-hmm. she uh, used to work for Noma, and she's, uh, you know, she's, I believe she's Mexican American. Excuse me if that's wrong, but mm-hmm. she started Hyatt de Sanchez, which they make, you know, tacos was all the craze, right? Yeah. And we're not talking Tex-Mex. We're talking the proper tacos. Oh, the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had a, a few pop-ups over the city, and they've always been really popular. And she just opened literally beside my house. No kidding. And I went in there. For, they had just, just one evening where they had, like, um, the neighborhood people can come in for a free, like, margarita and it's yeah. just a taquito. Ah, oh, nice. And I'm telling you that taquito was, like, the most flavorful thing I've ever had in my life. And she was there in the restaurant. And all that we've had, we had maybe three different people who approached us when we were to sit us, to come uh-huh. for our things, and then to deliver the food with three different people. And they were so nice. And engaging. And, of course, it was their opening night. So, yeah, of, course, of course, they're excited sure, and it's sure. new and they have that, you know, that mentality. But yeah. um, they're all from Mexico. Mm. And they so they brought a different vibe because uh-huh. they were, they were, they, she was really keeping the culture in there, which I really love. And they were so friendly and the, outgoing, the people that were serving us. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to coming back there right away because, A, the food was really good. Yeah, of course. But I loved the that feel service, that I had when yeah. I went in there that I didn't, it felt it yeah. felt different. And Mexican there. people are very hospitable. They're so hospitable, yeah. and they were, they want to, and they're of course they're also excited about what they were doing, and it's new and it yeah, she does really absolutely. well. Absolutely. What was it called again? Haya de Sanchez. Okay, Haya I don't know if it's the same place that I went to. Um, Where were you? It was in Torbenhaven, you know, like right behind Narport, that little food market. Uh, Narbro, Narbro, right Narport, Narport. You know, there's like that little oh, no. like kind of uh-huh. indoor glass building food market right outside Narport Station. And that's not where she she had places. Maybe not. Yeah, and... because I just went to this place that looked pretty authentic Mexican, um, and I didn't have the food. But mm. my God, they had a michelada, and I was dying for oh, it. My I haven't God. had a michelada in so long. But what about? Okay, so you know, um, Narport. There's the. Um, 
What's Isas Pass? Yeah, yeah. Where they have that's the right yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You said oh. Norp. Norp Hart. Oh, shit. Look at us not pronouncing the Danish <laughs> names. Oops. Yeah, yeah that place. No, yes, that's her. Killer Micheladas. That's I was her. Obsessed. That's oh. her. They had the taco truck. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hyatt Essentials. Oh, I don't know oh, they had nice. a taco truck. Yeah. My oh, favorite we're talking taco place right now is the one you took me to. Where did I take you? Um... It's in the city by... Uh, oh, it used to be called Barberito. Now they changed it to Mexico. Yep, Mexico so spelled with an A-E, the very Danish good, letter. Very yeah, clever. Very clever. Man, we are like advertising all these restaurants tonight. So uh, the all you can <laughs> I can recommend, guys. <laughs> we went recently for the All You Can Eat. And it was, oh, I yeah, saw that they're doing so that. They do All You Can Eat. It? Yeah, it's like, I think it was like two ninety nine for All You Can Eat. Something pretty are you short. kidding? Yeah, they also have an All You Can Drink. And I drink a lot. Oh, shit, It's two ninety nine All You Can Eat with sodas. Three ninety nine, all you could eat with uh, drinks. That's, That's what I like to hear. They had a spicy margarita to die for. It was so good. Each, yeah, each, each person. Each. And it's you have to book either an hour and a half or two hours. You have to book. Probably two hours. It's like see what you can do at this time. Well, exactly. We booked for two hours because we were like shit. I'm like all you can eat, we're gonna go in. It was like 45 minutes in, we were like, Exactly. Oh, but that's and how you get it. Everybody knows that, Every, you know? Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows Same that, Same with the joke. buffets, too. Like, exactly. At least we have to pay more for time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the drink, like, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. And it's it's all you can eat, chips and salsa, that also, yeah. the appetizer, and uh-huh. the tacos. Jesus and they had a good Christ. vegetarian setup for me. Good. Oh, that's good. Thank God. No, but it's a very good place also. Yeah, I'm really happy that there's finally some good Mexican food coming here because I felt like for years when I first moved here, Mexican food just like... Do you remember? The, but, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. this place, uh-huh. it's not like uh, the prices come along with it, right? Sure, because sure. Because it's sort of like a... But I imagine the service does too. She used to work in... She used to work for Noma. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see where you're going she wasn't. A, she wasn't. She wasn't making, you know, tacos and stuff at Noma, but, you know, know just she had the, a different... Yeah. But, uh, so she's very... You know, there's a lot of thought behind these these pieces that she makes. It's not oh, just great. you know, it's in there. But I, their her taquito was to die for. But you know, I don't like, even like shrimp. That I think much. I think that's the whole point. I think that's what Americans also get at too. It's like if the service is good, then I'm very happy to pay extra. But I yeah. I feel like I've noticed a lot of restaurants, especially in the city, because I imagine they get like tourists from countries where they gratuity is uh, custom. Like, it's just, like, an expected thing. And that's just the local going here, and you mm. did, like, your bare minimum service as usual. And then, like, I see a tip thing coming up. I'm, like, I used to be a little embarrassed to, like, kind of do it. But now I'm just, like, you know No, what? no. no. I'm yeah, probably, yeah. like, oh, uh, totally. I won't name, like, I, I live name here. The place. I won't name the place. But there's a very, there's a buffet here that every time we go to this buffet, they give us the tip menu. <clears throat> the like, tip on the terminal? Yeah, on the terminal. Yeah. I'm like, I think it's just like, maybe, yeah, like, isn't it just maybe because it's automatic? I don't know, but they, 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 they put it there yeah. with the tip and they look away with this awkward look away. Like, I think they also feel awkward too because they're it like, I awkward. wouldn't do it. No, it's the, a buffet. I didn't even, you served yourself. I mean, I think even <laughs> the people there will feel awkward. They're just like, I don't, I'm sorry. Sometimes they do skip it. Sometimes they do actually. They do sometimes skip it, yeah. Yeah, those are like, please just don't. My manager told me to do this. I don't actually believe in this stuff. I get paid very well, thank you. That's a thing. Don't feel bad. They don't make the same wages as those. It is different yeah. in the U.S. I don't know about Canada. Is that, yeah, what's do they Canada? have the same do scheme where you pay waiters and waitresses mm-hmm. less? Yes. I, I worked at a TGIF. Yeah, so you make tips. You make tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I worked at a TGIF Friday. Oh, for real? Yeah. And I only worked there for a few days because it was, I think I got $3.20 yeah, you an hour. Yeah, you off those tips. That was a really long time ago. And then I can, then I had to, then I, then I, <laughs> Call him out on his age. Damn. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't even go there, actually. Like, Whoa. <laughs> then, then, then you get your tips, but you have to split your tips with the cooking team. Ah. Uh, it was just not worth it. Really? I, yeah. I did one time I was a waitress on a, a breakfast shift 
in breakfast in Canada. I don't know how it is. It's like it's the busiest time. You yeah, know? It's like, and it's fast flow. It's fast flow, right? It's like yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out for like two hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's the same, right? Yeah. Cheap breakfast, fast, in and out, and you have so many customers in that short two to three hours. Mm-hmm. And my cousin's father-in-law uh, owned a restaurant and her husband at the top of the street where I used to live. So I tried it one day because I knew a couple of people that some of my friends actually had worked the breakfast yeah. shift there. And I'm like, they offered it to me. I was like, okay. Well, I'm like really clumsy. Luckily, I didn't drop anything that day. Uh-oh. But it was really, mm, I was also a lot younger, right? But it was really stressful. I bet. And they were very strict in the kitchen, which was very respectful. They, they were very popular for their mm. breakfast and stuff. But the flow, it was like constant and you're everywhere and you have to carry things and yeah. remember things. I'm like, holy shit. But it was like still fun because it was fast paced and it went by like in seconds. And I was like, you must oh, make but, shifts go fast, I imagine. But I'm like, thank you and no thank you. I wanted to try it one time. I, this is not for me. Hey, at least you, you know? have the opportunity to try. But I got this paycheck like, a, you know. Oh, two weeks later, which oh. I, wasn't actually, I wasn't expecting because I, I worked a shift. I didn't expect to get paid because it was like I knew they were kind of family. But yeah, and did it I got a little, I got a little, I got a little paycheck for that time. Uh-huh. And I had that day I left with like, I think it was 70 bucks in tip. And I was there for like two hours. Oh. And then I got, I think another, like at the time dollars. it was a lot. What's Canadian dollars like equivalent to I'd say like I kind of say hundred percent. Adjusted for inflation. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know anymore. Used to be. I mean, but but uh, it was like I was there for a couple hours. I got maybe almost two hundred dollars, like with check paycheck, and it was like. But if I was I was young. Mm. You know, if I was to do that every Saturday and Sunday, it takes a lot out of you. I can imagine. Right, but I think of how much money I have in my pocket every month just for. I'm like thinking of like the labor. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like, you know, it's eight hundred dollars a month for one time of work, time one time a week work. Yeah. No, that's I just. I mean, really that would good. not that wouldn't be too no, bad. No, because I, also the tips too. Like if it's a certain place and people like they tip like three dollars, four dollars, two dollars, five dollars. It's on lunch. It's on breakfast, yeah, right? But you have such a such a turnover in those two hours. Mm-hmm. So many people in and out. This brings me to the expat topic. Yeah, what, was, heard, what I, was your first job in Denmark? Yeah, I think you should go a little bit about your background. Like, what brought you here first of all, to the how country? How long have you been in Denmark? In Denmark, I always want. I keep saying ten years, but eventually ten years is going to pass. You know. Yeah. I keep saying ten years, so I'm thinking. Give us like the elevator pitch. What brought you here? Oh, God. Why Denmark? That's a... Okay. But you're hitting the 10-year oh, yeah. mark soon. That's no, I'm past it, I think, actually. Because... because I came in 2000 and... I came here in February of 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February 2010. And then I stayed till November in 2010. So almost a full year. And then I was originally with another Danish guy before I met my husband. So uh-huh. we broke up and I went back home to Canada. And he, I was like, oh, it didn't work. Worth a shot. Let's go home. So you came for that relationship. I came for that, but I also was dying to get out of my city and try something new. I met him in Vegas. Hell, good old Vegas. <laughs> it really will change your life. Anyways, uh, let's continue. It's not a big deal. So he met you in Vegas and said, come back to Denmark? No, no, no. You do the long distance thing and you okay, realize you yeah. can't do the long distance okay. thing. And I was almost 30 years old and I was like, what yeah. am I doing with my life? I'm super bored here. I've always wanted to move somewhere. Didn't yeah. know where to move. And I'm like, hey. But you ended up going back home after a while. Yeah, because yeah. we woke up. I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen though? Mm-hmm. So you just go home. Okay. Yeah. And I was at the point in my life where I was, you know, all my friends were getting married and having kids and I was still the single one. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm bored. Why don't I just try something, you know? So it didn't work out. So I went home, but I went home for a short time because when I got home, I realized I really liked it in, in Copenhagen. And yeah. I just, after, it takes a good year or more to really feel like you're, the, the mm. ball's rolling, oh, right? And you start maybe making some friends. And so I like, it was kind of stripped for me. And so 
I went home and I was like, I really remember why I don't want to be here. Mm. I don't know what it was. It was something I just didn't want to live there yeah. right in this period of my life. In Canada. Yeah, in Ottawa specifically right. at least, or there. I was just didn't want to be there anymore. And um, and then, uh, so I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just go back to Copenhagen for me because originally this is all really for what I wanted. I just happened to be lucky no. to meet somebody and he brought me here and la, la, la. But, opened the door for you. For yeah, sure, it opened yeah. the door. So... I went back two months later. So, would you even count it as leaving that year? Because no, no, it's like technically three months out of the year I wasn't here, so I was it could have been on a long vacation. You were basically so on I'm, like so a, I'm going on the, the, the eleventh. So I'll be on the eleventh year this January. Okay, February. Congratulations! Oh so that's gosh. quite crazy because I keep saying ten, but I'm like, no, eventually time's gonna pass. You're right? the longest expat we've had here. At yeah. least in this Alistair group, was eight years, seven years. Too, yeah, right? yeah. we're both yeah. equally. We're yeah, equal. we're eight years too. We both really couldn't figure it out. Now you're saying eight. I think you said six last time. No, I'm definitely eight. We said seven last. I heard it, but that's not correct. Oh, seven, seven, right? Sorry, my bad. And we were arguing about seven, and then you're like, no, it's no, seven. Because I'm 2012. It is eight for sure. Okay, but okay, I have a follow up question because this is actually how we started off our first session when we had a talk together um, which is like at what point are you no longer an expat actually yeah. or what I would call a retired expat you're right I have no idea yeah because like you know after a certain point you you get integrated to the place you live in you you know you're wouldn't it be when you outlive the length you lived in another country that's that's a good that's oh, a good point to put that? it at. Is it that? Maybe. I but know. I don't know if that could maybe then, like half the time oh, I think I know what an expat is an expat is that you're just maybe you know you're not Born and raised, and you're not a true Dane. You're not a Dane yeah. through your blood. You're not a da- you're not Danish. You, you came from a- another society to this society. You yeah, you're adopted. Yeah, you yeah. adopted. Uh, mm-hmm. Adopted this, this culture and society. <laughs> I don't know what the culture. What the heck was I gonna say but- there? What the heck was that? No, but um, yeah, I don't, maybe you're. I don't know. Are you always an expat? I think you're just always an expat. Yeah. You're not a Dane. That's what I'm. You're like, not a Dane. You'll never become a Dane. You're not a Dane in your blood. No. You weren't raised. You might here. adopt some things. Yeah, with yeah, like I have. Little, I'm sure yeah. I already have. I mean, uh, eleven years, think, right? I disagree. I think you could become a Dane if you lived here longer than you lived in your own country and you've adopted the Danish values. Yeah, I guess that's what it means, right? But I think I just mean from, like. At, yeah. But do you view yourself Danish, right. you know? That's like stupid. from like yeah. from yeah, like your background, core. your heritage. Yeah. But like I think cuz like that's the interesting question too. Like I guess maybe when you get to a certain point, maybe you actually view yourself as like Danish because like I live here, I'm basically a part of the society. Mm-hmm. I have Danish citizenship as well through my one of my parents and yet at the same time I still have so much of an American identity attached right. to me because that's where I grew up and it's, you know, I can of course say like yeah I am Danish because I wouldn't be wrong but it's so weird because sometimes I'm just like I still feel like you know yep. where I came from like yep. you know yeah, I, I guess the same thing with you you still introduce yourself as Canadian yeah and Italian Canadian yeah. <laughs> and you but you the thing Canadian. is t- technically on paper you're Danish also yeah and so it's so are you an expat no, <laughs> no and you know what? he brought Period? that up last like, time too are you an expat at all you're like doesn't that mean you're an expat to the US and I was like, like I don't yeah. even know anymore but He's like a whistleblower I mean, look, I was born here and then, yeah. you know, removed and brought to the U.S. when I was very, very young. So I have little memory of that. So I've lived my whole but childhood bring, upbringing in the U.S. Yes, he's American, unfortunately. You're raised American. Like <laughs> your, your core, yeah. who you are, like your yeah, culture. Your it's culture a big part of my identity, yeah, you know? exactly. But no one told me their first jobs here. Never um, that question. Retail. <laughs> oh, well. Was it retail for you too? No, because well, if you want to remember what I really, I really, really did. So oh. when I, I, well, I have an Italian passport, so that's Ooh, why I was able. Oh, okay. That's why it's easy for me to just live in Denmark. I don't know oh, why right. that was my easy. first question to you. But what's well, not easy, but you you have to have a contract that pays you a minimum of seven and a half thousand kroners right. to be able to live here. And as if an I, Italian, yeah, 
as an okay. EU citizen. And EU. so if I have proof of that contract with um, with that amount, at minimum, per yeah. month, mm-hmm. then they simply say, okay, thank you, and, and here's your card. Like, yeah. good. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> it was like that easy, right? It was so awesome. Um, and so I had to, this is when I was with my ex, I didn't have a job, but I needed that right away. I needed that yeah. contract with that amount right away. And so yeah. his boss was nice enough to make a contract and 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 pay me that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I had to clean the office. So you were just cleaning. I was the so office you had a cleaner. very immigrant job. So, yep. Yeah. I went. I think it. I went once a week, if I can remember. I can barely remember. It was for a short, very short time. Mm-hmm. Very short time. But I had to do what I had to do. And you know what? It's crazy. I was almost thirty years old, and here I am cleaning an office. And I thought, and for some reason, at no point did I think I was like at the bottom of anything. No, you got to start somewhere. Because I was like, shit, I just picked up my life and I moved to another country. And wow, I'm just doing what I got to do. And it's so crazy how in that moment, when I think about it now, I thought, shit, you cleaned it up. But it's a whole different like setting, environment. While doing it, I was not ashamed of that at all. I just thought, I got to do what I got to do. It's not forever. And then I walked into, uh, I was walking on my favorite street. You know, in Denmark, in Copenhagen. Which one is that? Kumagel. Stroll, yeah, the shopping oh, street. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, I was, Same, I was just moved from De- Canada. I was like, this is the best street ever. Yeah. So I was there basically every day. But I had like to Disneyland. start looking for jobs. And I was just dropping off resumes the old-fashioned way because I thought if I'm going to walk into shops, I should just walk in and show mm-hmm. my face. And as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, Aldo. Crazy. That's that's familiar, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest shoe brand in in. Uh, in Canada, so it is Canadian, right? It is Canadian, of course. Canadian, yeah, it's so Canadian. I working there. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. But anyways, <laughs> at least you know when you work there, that would have been a problem, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I walked in and I met a met a guy, the the store manager at the time, and I just said the, my first question to everybody was, "Do you have to speak Danish to work here?" Of course. That was my question to everybody, and that was my first question. I said, "Hi, you know, I'm just looking to see if you're, you know, and uh, blah blah blah." And, I said, do you have to speak Danish to work? And he looked at me and goes, no, not at all. I was like, okay, so there's a chance, you know? Yeah. And then I continued my way, and shortly, a couple of days after, I got a phone call from my future boss mm-hmm. um, at the time. Uh, not at the time, but was going to be anyways, right. and I didn't know that. It was uh, Dan, uh, and he was also another Canadian guy. He was the sales and operations manager okay. for the for the Aldo in Denmark. There you go. And so, you know, we had a, we just chatted up. I had worked for Pegabo, which was part of the Aldo division back when I was like in, in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's part yeah. of the Aldo division at the time. It doesn't exist anymore. But and so I had, I had the background and he knew of Pegabo. And we just sat and chatted for an hour. It wasn't yeah. even an interview. And he's like, yeah, so, you know, you want to start a work now? You want to start work now? <laughs> Come I was like, on yeah, in. yeah, I'm in. So you've had two jobs. Then you went from the cleaning to that. And that was like... And now you have a different and job. I did, yeah, basically that. Like and so I, then I worked. Right? Yeah, that was because then I started there and then I worked my way up through the company right. and then I was there for seven to eight years. But how mm-hmm. funny is that that's the exact same way I got that same job too because so I was literally crazy. walking. Yeah. I was walking so around crazy. and I was like asking like, do you speak English? Do you speak English? Handing out resumes in like the summer of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I like hear you speaking English and there I was like, oh, I can work here. Great. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I think, I think what we should make very... Did you go to Urban Outfitters? I did try that. We should make very clear then to our audience that we both used to work for Infinite. That's true. Yeah. They used to be my bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we were her subordinates. But, but speaking of your story, I have, I have the exact same story. My first job, yeah. paid legit job, yeah. was Abercrombie and Fitch. I remember this story. Uh, I went mm-hmm. to Abercrombie and I was like, okay, it's my first, I got an interview. I got an interview so fast. I was like, okay, I got to dress up. My mom always taught me dress up for the job. No, at Abercrombie, you take your shirt off. <laughs> So for the interview. <laughs> so I showed up to the interview, and it was a group interview, which they didn't tell me. 
I'm dressed up with like a, I got like a cardigan on and you know all this, and it's all young teens that are just dressed in whatever is mm. in I guess fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're asking everyone questions, and all of them don't know how to answer the questions. They're being very shy, and I'm answering the questions as professional as possible, like blah blah blah, like KPIs, oh, sh- this and that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then like I, you know I was like okay I think I killed the interview I guess, and then I go home and I had a missed call and a message from them. I was like oh shit I got I got the job. Mm-hmm. And they're like we have a position available for you, but it says cleaner. I was like cleaner. What is this? What do you have to clean? What? So they tell me it's like literally working eight hour shifts where I just walk three floors of this store cleaning shelves of dust and things like this oh man right? wow and i was like wow better than um, having to sell to people <laughs> and actually no it sucked no, it I was the suckiest job because like you'd go around cleaning each shelf then so one you day took it. i took it of course i needed a job yeah sure it was I got my it. first job i, I was allowed it. to work finally and i took it all right so I'm, I'm doing the job and um it was one day like i was cleaning some shelves and the management team, they, they don't talk to you. There's like 10 managers. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. It's an unnecessary hierarchy. <laughs> so then, you know, while, while I'm cleaning a bathroom, one of the managers comes to me and says, Joe, you need to come to the manager's office and you need to sign something. I was like, oh, okay. So I come to the manager's office. Some manager reported that I missed a shelf. Missed a shelf? Instead of, Shut up. Instead of telling me when she saw me miss a shelf, I guess I missed a shelf. I don't know. She reported it and I had to sign a thing that it was a warning. And I was like, I'm not signing this. There's no way. Stop it. There's no way I'm signing. It's gotta be. You gotta be. So they had to take a meeting, privately to talk about what to do with Joe not signing this. Wow. And obviously they never came back to me with information. (laughs) No, I guess we can't do anything. (laughs) You should make face. I'm like, are you joking? So then I I I went into the bathroom and I just sat there like looking at jobs, like where I need to get out of this fucking (laughs) job. And on my lunch break, I remember walking down Kumago. Yeah. And I saw Aldo, and I was like. I know Aldo from the States. Right. Too. And I had worked in Aldo as a summer job right. in the Woodbury Commons that I took you to in New yeah, York. Yeah. Woodbury Commons. Um, a great outlet mall. And I've been there. It was yeah. just a, was just a summer ones. job. And I was like, oh, they're not going to hire me in there. You know, they'd probably hire only girls. <laughs> and uh, I walked in and... Um, I was so all about getting the boys on board. Yeah, you know, no, I was, I was like on the boy one, train. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think I gave my CV to uh, a manager that mm-hmm, was there at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And then you called me when I was in Renners in Denmark and gave me this phone interview. And we got disconnected. Do you remember that? We nope. got disconnected because I was in the country. I don't remember that at all. And I was like, fuck, I lost this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, right, she'll yeah. probably call back. <laughs> then, 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 then I, I think I called back or you called back. I don't I remember like, that at got all. Disconnected. And then you were like, yeah, you know, when you come back you know, on this date, let's you come to the store and meet. Yeah. So we came to the store and then you gave me the interview. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. pretty much gave me the job on the spot. After. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I hired people. I think I just had a. Uh, I just go by f- what I feel. But we had yeah. a great. We had a long phone conversation. I yeah, that. and phone is big for me. I think if people are ba- when people are bad on the phone and forever from now yeah. on forever people are gonna be bad on the phone because nobody talks on the phone anymore. Oh, I know it's all like we come. At least I come. We I guess we come from a generation that used to talk on the phone, right? Oh, yeah, that's still so a custom. We still norm. have like phone etiquette. But if you probably talk to people from now on, mm. they're probably really awkward on the telephone. I think maybe I could be yeah. completely wrong. So Gen Zs, I think, are going to be. They're so digital. Yeah, I think it's saying. a little bit of a weird. Be, yeah. It's kind of a weird channel for them to get, yeah. tap into. So when I get on the phone with somebody, even back seven years ago, whatever, and I was yeah. calling people up, like Joe, for example, it would bother me so much when they were just so bad on the phone. Yeah, I was like, why so bad? Well, oh, I just said hello, chill out. Like, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hang up, dial tone. <laughs> But have you ever had to do like one of those um, group interviews? Like yeah, I've done that. that. My that, God, I remember all I those stores like Abercrombie would do like Hollister. Yeah. My sister, she went to a, she worked for Hollister. I remember when she was in high school as well. Okay. 
Um, and she did the same thing and went through these interviews. And it's always just like you see sometimes like the worst of the worst all in one room together. I just remember her telling me the story and she like they're they're saying something about like we're all about diversity here. And meanwhile, it's like all this people that look exactly the same. <laughs> and then they're like, we want to go around and ask each one of you what diversity means to you. I'll stop it. And she tells me like the room's all quiet and like one girl raises her hand. She's like, what's diversity? I know. I'm stop it. <laughs> Um, I don't expect I mean, anything less with these shops. I, they were <laughs> such a thing, though, in the 2000s. My you know God. what they call the salespeople at Abercrombie? Models? Yes. Yeah, they call models. I didn't know that. That was a thing, for sure. That was their whole thing. I, they are models, though. Like, they literally are models. I mean, some of them, yes. Yeah. Some of them oh. were actually <laughs> like, models. They're hired models but to some of them stand, were just not. to stand at the door. On a resume, what do they put? Model at Abercrombie? I, I modeled at my local mall for Abercrombie. You know, <laughs> well, if when, they're actually trying to be a model, you, they'll put that on their resume. It's a good start. Sure. When I, got I don't know him. He's got at, a good body. When, I got, when she interviewed <laughs> no. me, gave me the job on the spot, uh-huh. she said, when can you start? I said, I, start, I can start today. And she goes, okay, tomorrow. Or, okay. You're like, oh, I was like, tomorrow, like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally walked out of the store and walked to Abercrombie and quit. And they were like, <laughs> I was across the street. And I was supposed to work that shift. And they were like, uh. and they were like actually, we need a, a letter. So just work your shift today, at, at, you know, in two hours, and yeah. give us a letter tomorrow. And I was like, nope. I went to a, I went to my ex girlfriend's store. Who oh, was sorry, next that's to so Aldo. true. It's like Aldo. <laughs> I, I got a triangle going on. Abercrombie, his girlfriend's store. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. you can get a lot of shit done in there. And I printed it out and walked so right back in, like, whoa. <laughs> I wish I always had one of those like crazy cool quitting on the spot stories. Yeah, that seems so cool. I remember I had a friend who quit at Zara just on the spot in her lunch break. I don't blame her. And then still like went back to buy things all the time. For the she made them. You know, there's just a number there. Hmm? Oh, so I sure. went to a group interview there. No, oh, nice, nice company. I like Zara too. I, yeah, I like Zara. I, that's actually yeah, my, it's sure, my yeah. favorite store. So they no, nice no uh, disrespect to Zara. It's my favorite store. There was not, actually nothing wrong with the interview. It, they conduct group group interviews, which is very normal mm-hmm. because what you basically are are just people who are cleaning the that's clothes cool, and yeah. moving around. I mean, nobody talks to anybody. Nobody gives you There's no, no service. service. <laughs> but that's their concept, and you yeah. know what? I think everybody just accepts it now, and it, it is works. what it is, right? So um, I'm sitting there in this group interview, and ever get you ever that ever happened to you in these group interviews where you're like. The fuck am I doing here? Yes, when well, I was at Abercrombie. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, looking around, going, oh god. I'm like, okay, just, just let's just answer the questions, be respectful, and let's move on, you know. Yeah. And I don't think I left there, and I just wrote them saying, you know, I thank you for the interview, but I'm not interested. Yeah. Like I don't know if they were gonna call me, but maybe they just call everybody back. Like I didn't understand what the inter- interview was even about. But so. the whole point is like they want to see who shines the most out of people. I don't know about Zara I don't necessarily. Think they don't shine. They don't Nobody. Everyone needs to blend no, in that exactly. Story. Zara, yeah. in that context, I would think that's the whole point. But like the other places that I've done group interviews when I was much younger, like it was all about like who speaks the most and who's the most talkative because we want you on the sales board like team. Like yeah, that happens around. too. I mean, that, that is kind of the point. Yeah, that it is makes kind sense. Of, I think, so I get the why. Point of the group interview in and if you know that and you're doing it, you'll get the job. Sure. So. Anyways, I mean, I think I think the, the funniest ones, you know, when you're looking for jobs, you, you start to think, what can I do? And then sometimes you start applying for jobs that you would never have done before because yeah. you can see some things within oh, yeah. the posting where you're like, I've done that, I could do that, you know? So I started looking through it. Mean, I started going down a visual merchandising path where I started looking for those jobs yeah. after Aldo, thinking, you know, I can do this. Yeah, not so much. No. So, but <laughs> my resume, my resume, aesthetics. though, had a lot of experience of that. And, you know, and a lot of, I, I pointed a lot of fingers no. to being able to. Then I came down to a group interview where there was four people and uh, a clothing brand. Were you brand. the only, only expat there? Yeah, but that... Uh, actually, I don't know. No, I think maybe one girl was not true Danish, although she spoke it. Yeah, I remember. That's not mm. the point. <laughs> I actually remember. 
all I remember is that I almost bursted out laughing so many times through the entire process because I it was like I, the moment I walked in, I'm like, oh, what the fuck am oh. I doing here? So the like uh, four of us in this interview, it's a morning interview. We start in the shop because we have to obviously as visual merchandise right. in an interview, you're going to have to visual merchandise something. You do those early right? mornings. Right. So it's like eight o'clock in the morning, whatever time it is. And mm. these uh, introduce yourself, you know, so it starts with the first girl. She was a freaking visual merchandiser at Harrods. I was oh. like, oh, when she opened her mouth, I was like, oh my God, oh <laughs> my God, what am I, what doing, am I here? doing here? The next guy was like a uh, hundred years at H&M visual merchandiser. The other one, years. like, the other <laughs> one, like, Jesus Christ, you know? <laughs> I shouldn't be alive. The other girl was like, even better than the two of them put together. And then they get to me. <laughs> And I'm like, you don't I cleaned laugh. the office last <laughs> month. <laughs> I was like, wow. This no, this is after Aldo, at least. Oh, okay. Luckily. But okay. I was like, don't laugh. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to burst out laughing. Oh, I'm like, I almost wanted to be like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I will show myself out. Yeah. It was good that I was last to go into the introduction. Oh, because I just told what I did in the past, which, you know, yeah. then I tried to push some visual merchandising in that whole explanation. It was fine. They're probably thinking, what is she doing here? Like my anyways, closet's hey, very organized. You learn a lot, you know? So oh, yeah. they tell us to re-merchandise an area. And <laughs> I'm like, put these certain papers. And I'm like, Looking at the mic. Oh, man. <laughs> what I was doing? like, I'm out of here. Oh, so anyways, goodness. it was bad. Right. I didn't do well. <laughs> um, then they call you in for the, the personal interview after. And I was like the last person to go in. And this was individual with the rest of them. And they looked at me and they're like, so we think you're better suited for maybe my job. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, sorry to waste your time. <laughs> I, was like, try I couldn't things. agree more with you. I'm like, this is not for me. But actually, that said, it was actually really good because now I, I realize it's a compliment this is not too. for me. But it's <laughs> like, also a compliment. It's kind of like, you know, affirmation, like you're qualified for doing this. Yeah. Or I wrote a really good application. There you go. You know, but I was like, that's uh, a skill in itself. So the boss, the, like the, you know, district manager was like, so I think this is more of like my job. I was like, yeah, I think <laughs> And that job is already filled. So yeah, it's like, like I don't want your job. That's why I'm here. I said, you know, I'll look him dead in the eye and tell him, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. What's your job? Taking over. <laughs> yeah. But you said that, like, most expat jobs is usually cleaning or retail first. Um, I didn't say the thing about the cleaning. There is this new app in the last couple of years where I would say that it is a very opportunistic job. Yes. Um, happy I helper. Know. Yes, and yeah, it's actually, used but, it. yeah, I was going to. I don't use it now, but okay. I had looked at it, and I think it's actually really great. That, it's great. That, I think it's so great that they're doing that. It's what a great it? service if you want. What so it's um, it's kind of like a shared economy sort of situation where you like people can um, freelance themselves as cleaners for your apartment house. Like yeah. Uber for cleaning. Sure. Yeah, and then of Absolutely. course, and it's very affordable too. I remember I did it a few times when we had I think parties. It's pretty standard. Like I don't know what the going price is nowadays. I don't but remember I think it's pretty good. You get tax deductible and stuff. It's all yeah. legit, you know. And a lot of Argentinian people are doing this. A lot of I didn't know. Denmark and Argentina had some kind of agreement. Did you know that? Don't, get, don't ask me to get into details. Actually, no. But that's why there's a lot of Argentinians here. Huh. And I didn't know there was until all of a sudden Volt and Happy Help us started. Everybody who's coming to my door is Argentinian. I mean, that makes sense. I do feel like I've met a lot of South Americans Yeah, and all of a sudden I have a guy who comes and cleans my windows every, I don't know, four months, five months, whatever. Uh -huh. And he um, he's from Argentina. And so he comes into my home. And what's really awesome is that I feel like my family member is coming over. Yeah? Yeah. We have really great conversations. You know, he feels, feels familiar. And so they have a really nice air about them. And it's like, I didn't know apparently Argentina and Denmark had an agreement where they can basically come and live and okay. whatever. So, so that means I can go to Argentina if I want? I don't know if it's the other way, oh, okay. but I don't know much it details. Be. It probably is. So anyway, so it's super cool. And, and uh, 
yeah, a lot of expats can get jobs like this, and mm. they all do a really good job. I've had friends do it before, too, and they say it's pretty decent pay. And also, if you're using it as the service, it's also yeah, pretty nice standard service. But, I mean, there's that. If you're not into cleaning, like, retail and restaurant jobs are always the go-tos. They're really good oh, jobs. That's the jobs most expats want. No, but, you know, it depends on where you of are Of course, not expat. what they want. Are you a student coming here? Are you want. studying part-time? It works. Are you young? It works. Of course, if you're older, you want something more career-minded. Of course. And that is where it comes to a challenge, because let me tell you, like, now that I'm getting... I think all of us are getting older. We're looking more for like long-term careers. Absolutely, you're you're limited. Yes, of course. Right. Like with language, it's always primarily no, language. I, I don't think, think well, it's do language. Do you speak Danish no, fluently? No, not really. I no. couldn't say fluently to like a degree. No, you where I probably could work. speak it more than me. And I think my my problem is is I probably could. I just don't try. I'm like I'm such an asshole. Yeah. I have That's this fear of too. Being, I feel like no, but I have a fear of being <laughs> bad at it. I have a fear uh, of being bad at things in general. And when I'm bad at things, I don't like it. And so then I just then I just don't do it. But that's the problem. Then I don't practice. Then I don't learn. But I understand so so much. Yeah, a lot actually, a lot after this many years, and more than I think. And I think I probably could say more than I actually think I can. I think we can for sure. I hate speaking it. To be honest, I hate speaking and I hate learning it. And I I do understand most. It's just I feel like it's the last piece of my identity that I have. Uh huh. But you don't lose your identity. It makes it hard for me to open up to learning it. I think I, I think I never thought of it like that, but I think you're right because no kidding. I said sometimes I find myself speaking more Danish words to Davi than I do Angelica. Well, you must also. These are her kids, like, by the way. My kids, my second, <laughs> yeah. my youngest. But I find myself just saying short little words more so than I ever did with Angelica. And I thought, and then I find myself thinking, I don't want to do that because he's going to learn this language anyways. I want to keep that as something from yeah. me, from me. Right. So it's not exactly the same, but I kind of feel like I got almost nervous to say, am I going to start speaking only Danish? And then my kids are not really going to be speaking English and on a daily basis, and then I don't speak English on yeah. a daily basis. And that was really weird for me. But I don't think that's ever going to happen because our household no, is very... No, I think. But you also have a, you have a multilingual household with your kids. Yeah, they speak both Danish and yeah. English. Because, I mean, it was the same question I had asked you and Alistair last time, actually, when he was on. Because um, it's very fascinating to me as an individual who has no interest in having children, just being <laughs> the fun uncle, the funkle. That's the best. If you will. It's the best role ever. But, like, so how, like, do you guys have a strategy to that? Is there, like, a way you kind of tackle that on? Do you let it just happen organically, like, with the multilingual? Well, I mean, I've already told them how we do it. How, yeah. how do you guys do it? Does one parent speak one? We thought about that when we had, before we had Angelica. We're right, like, okay, so... Up. You're like, so what do you do? And then, uh-huh. I don't know, I didn't think much of it. I think, I'm, I don't know if I read something, talked to somebody, and then somebody was just like, don't do anything, just talk. Like, you guys talk what to each other? So, well, my, my husband mm. and I, we speak English to each other. They're going to learn Danish in school yeah, anyway, right? <clears throat> They're going to learn Danish in school, and yeah. he speaks Danish to them, because he's Danish. Right. And I speak English, because I speak English. And that's all we did. We just spoke. And they all of a sudden speak two languages, and all of a sudden they know, I speak to mom in English, and I speak to dad in Danish. Yeah. And they know that they just switch over. And okay. it's automatic. Like, it's the moment we know. I heard you say this, I think. It was just like what you said. It was one day he was like, uh, and she was like, Mom, can I have a glass of apple juice? And look over at Ronnie and say the exact same thing, but in Danish. Like, <laughs> and we're sitting right beside each other. And she knows, like, well, it's, and it, she switches instantaneously. It's so all funny the time, how the kids long. just accept this. It's just like one parent speaks this way. This yeah. is how I communicate to this one and this one. Yeah. And then she tries to teach me how to say a word and then tells me, No, Mom, you're doing it wrong. That's <laughs> oh, not yeah. how my, it is. And I'm like, Oh, it's brutal. It does that with me with Danish. Yeah, Danish. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. They're correcting you and you're, yeah. it's embarrassing. You're like, Okay, well, this is why I don't You got to school their asses. You got to go learn Danish like fluently and then be like, Listen. 
I'll teach you dance yeah, yeah, from yeah. now on. Let me teach you now, you know? With that, my accent, right? All right. No, that's no, not, I'm not going to ever be able to do that though. Danish art. Ever in my life will I never be able to do that Danish art. It's, I think it's so hard. For, it's the hardest thing in life. For us, especially. I think I had an advantage because I had my dad, like, I didn't speak Danish, like, Danish with it's my like dad. like back there somewhere. Yeah, it's a very Chewbacca sounding thing. I'm like, who does that? I don't get it. How do you just normally yeah. say things like this? I know? never grew up speaking Danish with my dad because I think he was also just... His convenient language for me was English because mm-hmm. I was already growing up there. Mm-hmm. He was speaking English as a second language, kind of adopted it as his like main language. So I had like you know a little bit of a like I heard it growing up. the The sounds were familiar, but no, I still came here and I was like speaking English to everybody. Like, yeah, but I also heard what you said, which was exactly what hmm. I always did. Every time I open my mouth, do you mind if I speak English? Is it okay if I speak English? Are you sure it's just to knock because of Canadian? <laughs> also a huge part, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure a huge part. Sorry. Fucking play. Get over it, okay? But, 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 because I'll tell you something crazy. Huh. I've been almost 11 years now. Wow. Wow. It's a huge difference because I actually remember in the first year when I was looking for jobs after that cleaning job. Yeah. Um, I was going out to the streets, passing things out, and I was looking online. I'm telling you, there was one to two, I'm not exaggerating, one to two postings of English jobs ever. Oh, I bet. I like, think, there was no uh, English. It's like, it's this was standard, very yeah. Danish. It was actually more Danish. You know, the language was very protected. You heard mm-hmm. a lot of Danish. It was like, people didn't feel comfortable speaking so much English. It was very, of course, there was a lot of English speaking. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten by. But um, it was more, I remember some of my good, one of my best friends that she's still my best friend now, one of my best Danish friends, uh-huh. she thought she couldn't speak to me when she first ever met me. She thought she couldn't speak English properly. Oh, uh, I, I get that And a lot now she Danish speaks people. like, you know, maybe, maybe because of, maybe That's because of me. thing you just did. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she, she took the wine bottle that I put to the edge of the table toward the middle. As I'm talking, it's just like, yeah, exactly. I didn't even notice it too. I think that just shows like, I'm really still in that like child. Position. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you were talking that was about like stealth, right? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> right. So sly. Uh, what was I talking about? Well, you were talking about it was Danish friends. Yeah, how but now Dan- English is awesome, you know. And I'm thinking, right, yeah. so that's how it was when I first came here. So I felt more. Um, I don't know if alienated was the right word, but really, like I stood out. Like, yeah, you know, of course, naturally. You're in a so there was very da- more, much more Danish. Mm. No English jobs. It was really tough. That's why walking into Aldo, like I got my career started, which was really good. So. Um, <clears throat> but now what I'm job searching now, it's mind blowing. More like, options? What? Hundreds. Yeah. Everything's international. It is better. It does get better. Everything uh, is international. Like almost everything you can apply for nowadays, you yeah. can probably get by doing it only in English. Now, the other small issue with that is you have very educated qualified Danes who also speak English. They have the upper leg Exactly. No matter what. It okay. yeah. doesn't matter if the job is only English yet, but they're also Danish. Dude, speaking Danish will always be exactly. an advantage. And <laughs> of course. education is recognized yeah. in Denmark because they, they recognize the school that they went to. Naturally. I have been yeah. questioning like what should they, my on my college that I that I attended because they don't know that. Yeah, but you also have college. a job experience based here too. Yeah, but would I... Okay, I have a marketing degree. Did nothing with marketing, you know? Anyways, you, but can, you can always tie it in when it comes to your CV. Whatever. But the point is, when they would look at because they're very much education, they look very much at education here. Mm. But I think at one point, you should just you just look at work experience. But education yeah. is still very big in Denmark. And depending on the company you're applying for, say if you're working for Nova Nordisk or places like that, okay. education is matters key. there, sure. Right. But so, so uh, it's just it's just crazy because. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's that red wine. 
speaking of, can we about? open this one? Yes, I will open that up. I, I think you have to take it. Oh, you have it. Good. But I mean, it's funny that you feel that way because I still feel. I do feel there are more options for English Oh, yeah, speakers. that's what we were talking yeah. about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. I'm bringing you back down to earth. Holy Don't you worry. I'm here for you. There's thousands of options. Yeah, there are. But I still feel like it is a challenge in a sense. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But there's because there's so many people looking for jobs, whether it's Danes or yeah, not. Yeah, I guess that's the top of, market in yeah, general. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's hard. But but there's not, uh, I, you know, I was unemployed, unfortunately, for a year yeah. after I had my first child. Um, and... I could apply for jobs all the time. There was always jobs to apply for. It was yeah. never that, there was never a shortage of that. Mm-hmm. And so many things and so many new things have happened in the last decade. It's been a decade, right? And Denmark's yeah. become a lot more international. Well, Copenhagen's become yeah. a lot more international. And you can hear people, you know, you're walking down the street and sometimes I still, after 11 years, if I'm walking down the street and I hear somebody just naturally speaking English, like, you know, it's not a Dane, yeah. an expat, or, you're like, oh, Somebody speaking English. Oh, it always catches but your ear. Actually, though, it happens a lot, especially in the area that I live in. Mm-hmm. It's very much a lot of expats live there, and a lot of people don't speak Danish as a first language. Yeah. Um, well, so my, you must like that, though, like this it's, whole... It's comforting, I yeah, guess, in it a way, is, right? you know? Because that's where you kind of started off from, this international yeah, person, yeah, a little bit, yeah, like, yeah. you know, out of the place. Yeah, but I still want to respect the Danes, because it is a small country, and they want to protect their language, which is why I often said, do you mind if I speak Danish? Because yeah. it's a, for me, it's a respectful thing. I know it's a big deal, at least to the older generation, that they wanted to protect their little country with the place that only spoke this language. Sure, naturally. You know, and I get it. All these international people are coming into Copenhagen because it's on the map, and you know, there goes the language. Yeah, I think that's what their fear is, and yeah, to to an extent, like completely, think it's a valid fear to have yeah. or a concern rather. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I mean, I had I had the same thing as well too. Like when I first came here, I was always at, like apologizing, yeah. asking. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. a certain point, you're no, just I like, stop. I do stop it, right? No, I, I mean, do. it wasn't the, nice. didn't take too long. No, but I kind of ease in when I'm like. Can I? So, yeah. like, you know, you so give they them can, a little like, time, heads up. Like, because they do think in Danish. They need so, a process. Yeah, yeah, they do. I've learned that when I fight with my husband. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> he's like, what? Did, he's like, I swear to God, sometimes you think I understand what you're saying, but when it comes out of your mouth, <laughs> I hear like the complete opposite. Like To me, it sounded like uh, the guy jumped off the moon and I said, uh, yeah. I don't know, something that... Hey, but if I have to speak Danish, it's the same thing too, you know, like I'm going to, I have to think in English to like process what I'm going to say. Right. Takes time. Construct that sentence. When you argue with your husband, does he ever like argue back in Danish? Mm-mm. Even though you don't understand, Mm-mm. or maybe thinks Mm-mm. you don't understand. Do you yell anything in Italian? Can you speak Italian? No. Yes, I can. I can speak a dialect. Okay. Which so he, he'll just argue back in English? Oh, yeah, never, yeah, it never says anything in Danish. Danish. How does a Canadian argue? <laughs> is it how polite I'm not a Canadian. Is I have Italian blood. <laughs> when I'm angry, I'm Italian. <laughs> oh, for sure, hundred percent. I, I never, I never believed that whole Canadian nice thing because I didn't meet many. But I only met Canadians when I lived in Denmark. Oh, seriously? Yeah. What? I haven't met any Canadian except for Heather. They're like an Heather? anomaly to us in the U.S. <laughs> we had uh, there was some more that worked at this company we worked at. Huh? Um, Carissa was. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But oh, that's right, of course. Yeah, so and her so was, and you. And me, and... Uh, oh, the only two Canadians I think I know. You've probably met a Canadian just thought they were American. In probably. America? <laughs> in America, you've never met a Canadian? I never met anyone I'm in sure America that told me they were Canadian. <laughs> oh, shit. They loved us. No, but I, when, I would go to, when I would go to the States, maybe because I was a guy-girl thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
They loved it because we said A all the time. I've yeah. cut that back in my life because I lived here you for years. You let it out though sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I, when yeah. I really, really, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We love Canadians in America. I feel like we and see I feel you guys like as a novelty. Us, yeah, they make fun of us. They make fun of us, but we're like a rarity. Like, ooh, the Canadian girl. Like, the, I'm like, uh, I'm not from the fucking outer space, you know? Like, you know the big country sitting on top of you guys? Oh, but come on. We're talking about America. Remember? Okay, I don't know <laughs> if you ever watched. You said it wasn't me. I don't remember if you ever watched South Park, but I always thought it was so funny. All the Canadians were like just these caricatures with like their mouths down. No, they made fun of Canadians all the time. They made fun of Canadians all the time. How do you guys make fun of Americans in Canada? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's probably going to get very dark. <laughs> I'm actually really curious to hear this. Because, but you guys are so nice, so is it that no, bad? No, I don't think. I mean, I can't say we hate Americans. I mean, I have my cousins that are no, American. No, but you know that like very that. sibling kind of rivalry that border you countries will share. You guys are just share. dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. You know, I used to watch this show when I lived in Canada about Which this one? Canadian report, uh, um, journalist. Mm-hmm. What do you call those people? Yeah, yeah journalist. Sure. Newscaster? Whatever. Reporter, yeah. yeah. Reporter, whatever. They bring you Honestly, the I don't remember English anymore. <laughs> Proper words. She's get speaking words. Canadian now, guys. Happens, you live here too long, you become a bit half-retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so he's going around in the States yeah. talking to Americans, asking Americans questions. Oh, boy. Name me a country that starts with the letter U. Mm. And they're like... Oh. I feel like they just show the worst out of the worst, like, though. I don't know. You live in the United <laughs> States of America. Because America is so just you thinking about that America. One I was. I thought. You're but like, I thought. Country that starts I, I with thought, a U. <laughs> no, but I thought. I thought it went fast. I thought it went fast. Take a break. I thought it was Uganda. I just thought fast. I was like Uganda. Well, at least, but that didn't happen. They were like stumped. I don't know. So he looks at the camera. The guy's like. Okay, like told you so. On to the next one, you know, and ask some stuff like geographical questions. And they're so... It's because it's not United States of America. It's just America. 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 That starts with an M, all right? (laughs) Jump off the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, did you know that California has a bigger population than Canada? Crazy is a huge country you have. I know, it's so geographically it's bigger than America and we have like one it's like I always say you can go to the east coast or the west coast. Just don't do anything in the middle of Canada. There's nothing to do. What's in the middle? It's just forest? Moose. Flat. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) like the wild. It's beautiful. It's plain. I've never seen a moose. You've seen a moose in Canada? Like Uh, I've seen a moose from afar and deer and all that. Like like I've seen deer in the Mm. States. We have deer in New York. You don't see moose so often. No. No. But they're big, right? Oh yeah. But you've seen the one you've seen has been in the wild, like mm-hmm. just out. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What? How do you say to them? Sorry. Like, what's the plural? Two moose. Two moose. Mooses. I do not say. That. <laughs> <laughs> Is that incorrect? I actually didn't know. Mooses. 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 Is that the right way? You to know say the it? kind of plurals that I always hate. There's like a certain few Let's words. Say with deer. On a Canadian girl stuck deer into a already. It's Jesus. yeah. So you only say one deer and one. And do you two know deer. how? But do you know in English there are certain words that just. Don't taste good in your mouth when you say in the plural, like yes, tests, breasts, <laughs> like desks. I hate that. What is that sound at the end? It's so necessary, but also I hate it. It tastes bad. But mooses, yeah, mooses. mooses. That I like sounds mooses. bad. That sounds weird. There's another like, one of these things that people, a lot of people, I think it's called meese. Three meese. It's called meese. It's two mooses and three meese. The yeah. plural of mooses. I could be so wrong and just made you guys believe that you were absolutely retarded. No, like, I'm oh, just yeah, thinking of like mouse moose. and mice. But it's yeah, the same exactly. For it's the same for deer. 
Deer is deer yeah. You don't say deer. Yeah, you don't say deer. No, that's the one that a lot of people don't get. Three deer. This is the only correct plural of moose is moose. So it is like deer. Sometimes people add an s to moose, but that is incorrect. Does it say that? Yes. Mooses. Okay, you're ready for that. You're like, no, I don't say that. And, the, and fun fact: the word moose comes from uh, a Native American language. Oh, okay. That's what it says here. Fantastic. I won't say the name of the tribe because I cannot pronounce it. You also have tri- native native tribes in Canada as well, right? Mm-hmm. I used to go to a uh, oh what was it called? That. I've been once or twice. I had a friend who would take me to her reservation. Oh, yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe this, that's what like, we call it in America. Yeah. I had this yeah. celebration that called a. Oh, I'm never going puck puck. I won't remember. All right. But it was like a it starts puck, with a P puck though. Locker. I think, I think a potluck. No, not a potluck. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my god. I was about to be like, did I learn something today? Is that a native tradition? That was the most American thing you could say. Potluck. Why? Am I? What's happening? I couldn't. Listen, literally, everybody get the hell out of my apartment. A torture chamber in here, like a Canadian girl versus two American guys. Like, are you? Where am I? Why am I here? Wow. Because we're you're obliged. We're going potluck. through a really tough time, and you have potluck. to. Like a eureka moment. We're like, going through a like, tough time here. You have to be there for your neighbors. Mom statement. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it starts with a P. That's all we know. So I think far. it's actually called a puck luck. <clears throat> no, I'll give you yeah, that. Well, that was right. <laughs> and they celebrated their their you know heritage. Did they bring a bunch yeah. of different foods? Their their traditions. Their traditions, yeah. and it was always scorching hot in the middle of the summer. But they had their you know their their native gear on. Yeah. It was really awesome, and I would just be with her. Never, I've actually never. That's met, cool that she'd invite you to be a part of that. That was Native American. We had a lot when I went to high school. I have very vague memory though, but I do remember those because it was really different. Yeah, I think full natives would always. Um, they always usually lived on the reservation, or they could. But yeah. you had a lot of friends that were like part native, half native. You, you, yeah, you grew up in California. Yeah, well, I mean Arizona's. Right we there. have a lot of reservations yeah, there, close by, uh, mm. all over the place. But you know, America did did them really dirty back in the day. So they're the only ones. Wow, that now they have parts. I really love you guys. I like going to the States now, but like I'm Thank living. You. you need to be here for your neighbors, yeah. right? They are the only ones that can really say, go back to where you came from. <laughs> the I ones still that love that, that your your immigration site crashed. Oh, during I, the last when election. I read that idea when like when the he Canadian? Got, I'll, let's just yeah. call him he okay so we, we actually elected, agreed that yeah. by the way that we can only say his name twice I, heard, I didn't say his name shot, I'm not yeah. saying he I'm saying him I'm saying when he got elected who? he who must not be named I got elected I was sitting there going it's a joke right I was like that's funny then I was reading about it I was like it's not a joke and then I was reading more about it like Canadian immigration system crash I'm like bullshit so I was like CanadaGovernment.gc.ca, and I was like, I was like, no, they're not kidding. Oh my gosh, like, you, you, you verified it for yourself. Yeah, too. yeah I know the Canadian they, did they take, did actually, they actually take a lot of Americans in? I have no idea. Yeah, actually, me neither. Did. did anyone actually get through? I don't know, but it go crashed. through without the whole I don't time? know. It crashed. Maybe they couldn't. Everything just crashed. And or maybe the American Indians are like, and that's no, when no, they started rioting. No, no, retards. Not happening. Didn't you guys put out like a pressing that said if he wins? You can come take refuge in Canada. Didn't you guys make that public? I have no idea. Oh. Speaking of Canada, what do you think of your... Is it a prime minister? I don't want to talk about it. I don't know so much about it. I won't lie. Is he a prime minister? Yes, he's a prime minister. Not Joe. a president, Joe. But he had, he had the virus, right? But did he? he? Did he get the virus? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. I don't actually yeah. know what happened. He's probably fine. Yeah. He's a very, um, you know, nice looking man. Mm-hmm. 
He's like I a Disney he, prince. Yeah, you people love him or hate him. I think a lot of people right. don't like him so much for I a lot of mistakes they say he made, but I don't think he made a lot of mistakes. I only, I only know the one mistake that he did. The don't picture. they all make mistakes? The blackface picture. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that yeah. was bad. <laughs> like, I, was I know like, they said it, and then I saw it, I was like, you went all out. <laughs> like, I'm not against him. I don't, I don't know much about you him. You know what? Don't hate me, but I don't know much about him either, and I should, because I should right. stay in touch with Canadian politics, but I'm an asshole. I don't, I don't know don't. much either, and, and, I, and I hear he's very, uh, like, pro. Yeah, All he's pro everything, which I love about him. And then right. the blackface picture came out. Listen, <laughs> was like, it was oh, 2002. Shit. People made mistakes. That's the thing, though, right? So I think you're it's president, prime minister. Everything you but do is put on blast. I'm surprised it took so long for it to come out. It was not good. It was not accepted. Oh, yeah, exactly. From way before 2002, so. But I think, it's never accepted. I think yeah, he, no, he dressed up like, uh, like it was, I don't know, like was, uh, was, Aladdin yeah, sort of. Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, and I don't think he, uh, in, in his mind, he didn't think, ooh, I'm going to do this. Well, but, yeah. I mean, most, never. I mean, most white people don't think. No, but it's like a certain harming. kind of standard no. to like just, you know, consideration in respect. It's just that Aladdin is darker skin. Yeah. And I think I get that if he was going for the full costume, that he yeah. wanted to look, really look the part. Well, what, what do you Not, think? Like, what do you think about this? I went to college in Tampa. I had a friend, a white friend, really cool guy that hung out with all of us. Tampa of is color, in Florida. And <laughs> he was a really cool guy. Not racist in any way. Right. For Halloween, mm-hmm. he wanted to be Little Wayne. So he did all the tattoos. He got the dreads and he black. Face and black right. his arms and everything to be little. It just doesn't look good. Just don't. Now the thing is though, we. It's a bad taste in everyone's mouth. It is. All, bad. all of us people of color that were friends with him didn't even care. We didn't even think about it in a racist way. Yeah. Because you know him, he's your friend. You know, yeah, they they you know there's no intention. No, he's not intending to do yeah, that. Right, right. But I think but it's also back now. I'm sure he's very happy that those. He probably removed. Oh, those he's pictures. like, is there any pictures of that photo yeah. evidence? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at her face. Like, what have I done in my Canadian past? <laughs> yeah, she's like, shit, did I remove that picture? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've never right. done blackface for the record. No, never. Mm-mm. You're already, you have a nice, like, Italian glow to you already. A glow? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like that. An Italian glow, but she's Canadian. What's Canadian an Italian glow? glow? Yeah, was, it's just like, a, is it like an olive oil glow? <laughs> is it a, is it a, maybe know? it could be olive oil, but you know, just like this, like, nice, like, little sun-kissed Italian. Amazing. Where are you fr- where is is your family from? Where's that. Maybe it's my makeup. Where's your family oh, from? Oh, they have really good makeup, too. <laughs> Calabria. Calabria? South Davido, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. we did not go there ever. No, no. I've only been people to people don't as much as they do as just you know the the north, but they really should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to, it's, it's more beautiful. the real culture of Italy. Right. Mm-hmm. The the loving and warmth, uh, inviting type of culture that it is. You'll get it more in the south. You won't get that in the north. The northern people, northern Italians. We kind of the yeah. more inviting. You have the beach. You know, it's more the real feel of the authentic Italian when you go to the south. south have you met a lot of Italians here? No, the, actually, the only time I actually met a lot of Italians, a lot, which was like a couple maybe, I had taken Danish school a few times, and one of the times there was a lot of uh, Italian girls in the class, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really nice girls. That, that brings me to Danish friends. We were going to bring that up before. Oh, yeah, that's you right. You've been here for 10 years, and you said, do you have more Danish friends than expat friends? Or like international yeah, friends? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Mm-hmm, 100%. Do you attribute that to, like, work or, like, your well, it's funny children, because parents, friends? Like, how long did it take? Like, would you say your first five years was this or that? Like, how long okay, did one it question take? at a time, Joe. I'm like, oh, my God, I will. I told you I had memory. Okay, but you got a good, you got a good, like, little pasta of dames going around here. Tell us yeah, what's about, because we don't pasta? have that. Did you say he, little pasta of dames? Posse. I yeah. heard posse, oh, I but he, to be he, like. yeah, I heard, I heard how you can hear posse, but I heard, I heard posse. Still on this Italian, <laughs> Italian thing here. Okay, um, first question, whoa. 
uh, what helped, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is that um, my ex, my first boyfriend in Denmark, uh, was Danish. So you got some friends So I there. met some people through him. Okay. Um, that I was obviously became more close with the entire time we were together. And then when I came back to Denmark that second time, I had kept in touch with them while I was away. Okay. So I was only gone for two and a half months, maybe, or something like that. So after you guys broke up, you stole his friends? No, they weren't his friends. Because actually, they were one of the girlfriends of his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the girl, which is now one of my one of my best friends here still to this still day. Still to this day, yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, <clears throat> she became a friend of mine and a guy that he used to play handball with. Who he wasn't particularly close close friends with, but he played played together, and I watched the games and stuff. So I became friends with one of the guys from his team. This was one of my best friends still, my friend Casper. Mm-hmm. So that's how I met those two people. From there, you meet, you know, I met some of Yanni's friends. One of her good friends, Kat, is now one of my close friends. You know, so branches off like that. My first job at Aldo, I met a Canadian girl actually, mm-hmm. who worked with me, and it was like you know, and one of the, another Danish girl that worked is there as well. <clears throat> And I remember we all got along so well at work and I thought like, I want to hang, how do you, it was kind of <laughs> one of those things where we all, I know my friend, a Canadian friend had some friends because she was in school. Yeah. The other one was Danish. She has her own friends. I was like, how do I make friends? You know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to, we talk, but we were, yeah, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But we were talking, we have a great time at work, we had a laugh. We said, yeah. well, we should, we, we should go out. We should, you know, he said that we wanted to. So I said, you know, why don't you guys come over? I was, this is my ex, you know, it's my first time in Denmark, my first nine, 10 months, whatever. I said, why don't you guys come over and we'll have snacks and drinks and we'll go out. And we're perfect. Nice. So a couple of girls had backed out, I think, at the last minute that we invited. It was a few girls from work and these, this one of my Danish, my the Danish colleague and a Canadian one. They came over. I had like an Italian feast on the table of like snacks. Ooh, I didn't know how yes. to just put out chips. I get now, just put out a bowl of chips and call mm-hmm. it a day. Look at me. I put you some know? grapes in all men's mouths. Like, here you go. are so <laughs> chill. I love it. So I used to make like a boatload of apples. They yeah. came to the door. They were like, what? The hell? I love they that. still talk about that story. They're like, "What has she done?" I've totally not that person anymore. I couldn't really <laughs> not bothered. Yeah. But anyways, that and a shitload of bottles of alcohol. Anyways, we got really hammered and became close friends ever since. Right? Aww. Though that girl, the Canadian girl, she's moved back to Canada actually to my hometown in Ottawa, and she works cool. there. So but she's uh, there for home visits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do see her when I go sometimes. So, and the other girl, the Danish girl, is still to my to this day one of my good friends. Hmm. Um, and so from there you branch off, right? So. Heather introduced me to these other Danish girls, friends of hers, yeah. who I'm still friends with now. And they, I've met their friends. And then now I have a husband, a new man in my life. And I've met all of, He has a great big group of guy friends. Mm. And I know all of them and their wives and girlfriends. So, so we've now become, huh. some of the wives and girlfriends, we've become a little closer. You know, yeah, and of so, course. and then now, just recently, I've branched off a couple of, two of those wives, uh, girlfriends of my, Ronnie's friends. Mm-hmm are now being invited to one of my good friends' place for dinner in a few weeks from now. It's like I'm integrated. It's like Aww. now everybody's... We're sharing friends. We're all sharing friends. I love how you, I love how you describe so, it as like a spider network. It just like branches out more and more. That's how shit works, you know? But I'm just it's like... true. It's so very that's true. how I built my network. And from one person, I met the next person. Then I meet, you know, and then I meet a different person somewhere else. And then I meet somebody from them. You got two Danish friends. Next thing you know, you got a Danish friend. So husband. you do have more Danish friends than expat Absolutely. Friends. I mean, who's my expat? Friend. Would How you call somebody you? from? How dare you? Oh, Who are we expat he... friends? Like we didn't invite her to this. this like... We expat friends. Why the... It's funny not... because we're actually, we're can I be honest? Still? Can I be honest? I never really ever thought of myself at one single time I, that I am an expat. I never really think about expat 
I didn't think about it either until Bo labeled it. For yeah, me. so to me, it's like, no, when you're talking I, I expat, never, I'm like, I never, oh, that's my expat friend. You're my expat friend. that's the exact same thing, too. Yeah, well, I, sure, mean, so up, I certainly right? don't categorize it in that fashion, <laughs> but, like, I didn't come here thinking, like, I am an expat now, first of all, because I had a sort of association mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, Denmark. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, technically speaking, all the things applied to be considered qualify as an expat. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. But, but I, I never qualify. thought about that. And then I think it's more at the time where I felt like this is my home this is where i live that i sort of am able to like reflect on other people having a similar experience to me and then you just hear the the label attached to it like this is expat life and you're like shit i i lived that life before what are you talking about and it's it's always interesting seeing people here like doing what you did starting new so i just i think it just stemmed they all just grew you know Mm. and it keeps growing now that my kids my daughter's a little bit older you know she's four and a half she now you got to do these things called play dates, you know, and you're reaching out to other moms. And it's not like me and the moms hang out in any way, but... You say, like, is that not a Canadian thing, play dates? I've never had children in Canada. <laughs> uh, so it definitely is. It 100% is. I'm sure okay. it is. But I, everybody asks me, how is it in Canada? I'm like, I don't know. I've never had kids in Canada. I would not know how it is to have kids in Canada. Yeah. It's kind of weird. How are you qualified to answer that question? We do, we do play dates, I mean, in, in the States. I mean, I didn't have kids really, in the States either, but They do, too. I know they definitely do. So very, like... Yeah, yeah. It's actually most very American but it's almost like you start putting your kids in these playdates, like, not forcefully. Of course, they want to hang out together, right? They're, they're friends and they want to hang yeah. out. But you know you <clears throat> should do it because they should be more social. So you plan yeah. them even though you're like, fuck, I don't want to have this kid. You don't want to have the quiet kid that's my friends. I haven't done a playdate with a Danish couple yet. No? Like, no. Well, Angelica has a lot of Danish friends. Yeah, well, actually, all of her friends actually, are Danish. One of uh, Mace's uh, friends from daycare's parents gave uh, my wife their number recently. and said, Nice. Hey, that's that's, that's a great yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it's, I mean, they're not Danish. They are Danish. Yeah. Well, oh, there you go. Sharing yeah. this on your napkin now yeah, yeah. for some reason. I'm curious <laughs> to see how it goes because I I haven't had any. We well, don't uh, hang out with them. Like we don't have it where yeah, I have to see, sit there. The American in me, I'm not dropping my kid off at some random person. <laughs> if you're in Denmark, you leave the babies to sleep outside, and nobody takes. And your what do you kid? think about that, care. by the way? Do you do that? Do Would you, you ever? Awesome. Really? Wait, wait, not at the beginning. Hold on, rewind. Okay. Let's we'll see what we're talking about. We're talking about putting babies outside in the stroller. Yeah, like outside in the pram, of the stroller, the stroller yeah. apartment, or yeah. whatever. Completely normal right. in Denmark. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Well, no, totally crazy when I first moved here. I'm like, oh my. Never doing right. that. That's what I thought too. You know? Then I'm like, you know, as time went on and I was watching everybody do it, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Nobody Nobody's snatches those kids. Nobody gives a <laughs> shit about your kid because they're all so sane here and like normal and shit. And Until quiet. it like, does happen. Oh, it hasn't. It has. It hasn't. Apparently, right. like it was returned or something. Like he was just a bit crazy. But anyways, wait, what? <laughs> one time ever in the Nobody history. Nobody really of, wants like, to steal babies baby. sleeping outside in Denmark. It's so a lot of work. What I do think is awesome about that. I think I did it once and I was a little like, ooh. But you know what? The, it was in a. It was in a parking lot of the rest of the other strollers. So whoever's coming's got to steal about sixty-five babies. So I didn't mind. This one's the cutest. I'm taking this one. <laughs> and then. The other times, and then I then I moved to a place that had a balcony, and I put my kid outside to sleep all the time. Oh, that's wow. Because okay. they that's sleep nice. for days yeah, out there. Yeah, and the air is good for them. Yeah. That's what everyone so, argues. So have I done it? Not a lot. Um, it's not that comfortable, but I'm mm. also really like, I have parked it and then sat away from it just where I had my eye. In and viewpoint, just, sure, yeah. But I was not close to it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> You're like, so someone could have got a running start if they took the baby. We, we never... We never <laughs> they never fucked with me. Well, take my baby. Big mistake. Huge. Huge mistake. Huge. We've never, we've never done it. Uh, we did, like, when we lived here, actually, at Bo's place, 
we um, put, him put a baby on the other balcony. That. But that's fine. That's yeah. okay. I don't care about that. Sure. Then we moved, to, from the when we moved to our other place. We would put the baby in the courtyard, but it's all closed off. You can see the baby from the window. Yeah. It was still a bit nerve wracking for me, but because you had to exit a door to get. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You know, I can't get there fast enough. Right. But it was okay. But at a restaurant and places, I. I do remember hearing oh, that happen in the U.S. once yeah, with the she Danish couple. She got arrested in right. New York City. Know, well, you're in New York, York City, right? you retard. They're stealing babies all the time. Come on, I mean, they're stealing like, anything they can do. Exactly. They're like, oh, baby, you. cool. She got arrested <laughs> for child neglect or something yeah. like that. Yeah, outside of a restaurant. Child negligence yeah. or something. And she had to prove that they do the it in this. Well, you have to drive around a little bit in here in the summertime. You'll see that what's up. Just go by the laundromat. It's literally a When my mom came here. We when we were in Renners, and that's the country. Yeah, they, I've been they there. They do once. it there, like yeah, yeah, I've been there. Once. Everywhere so you walk outside of the cafes, there's babies, babies, babies. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like they want you to steal so the baby. We're walking, we're <laughs> walking <laughs> and my yeah. mom is from New York. We're walking, and I said, "Ma, I said, Ma, check this out, check this out." <laughs> oh, freight <laughs> rider. This is where they park like, their children. <laughs> I was like, "Take, take a peek, take a peek, and then look." And then she sees babies inside. She's like. Call the police. Are those real babies? <laughs> like, yeah, th- those are real babies. And she goes. What are the parents? I go, they're inside eating. This is what they do. My mom's like, I'm staying right here. I'm gonna watch Aww. this. Aww. And I was like, you look creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to move now. Oh. They come outside like, yeah, lady, you get away from can my baby. Can you get away from my child, please, so we can see them? Because you're the only one who's ever looked this weird around a bunch oh, of babies in Denmark. Because normally they're not even looked at, you know? That's what I remember I feel my mom like. been in the same reaction, and people are like, are you kidding? What do you mean? And so they would drive around in the car, and they'd be like, Babies outside in the street. Are they okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. They're like, oh my god, it's incredible. Like, it's almost so, it's so cool because you can do it and it, it it's acceptable and it works and it's, you know, like I don't worry. I also don't worry when I'm grocery hmm. shopping or I'm in a shopping center and I'm in a store. Babies outside of the grocery store? No. Okay. Let's <laughs> make the grocery store. I have my kids oh, now. No. Let's say I have my People kid now. She's four and a half, right? Uh huh. I'll tell us. And if I'm from Ottawa, it's a very safe place. Yeah. But. When I'm in Ottawa, I instantly turn on this nervous, more like worried. I have to look over, like, if I have my kid, I have to be like, where is she, where is yeah. she? If I'm in a store in Denmark, I don't matter what store I am, I, I can let Angelica go off and not think a second that somebody, or even worry. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I wish I had that. And I, I don't know. It's like I've become Danish that way where I'm like. But what do you attribute that to, like, societally? This, this society. The way Just, the society okay. is Denmark here, because. They Compared don't, you can to leave Canada, your baby outside. They don't want your baby. I don't know. There's something <laughs> about it. It seems like it's pretty chill too. Goddamn. And think about it. Who wants another person's baby? I know, right? I don't we come from them. America, where a lot of people do. In America, yeah, I would say I can get it. There's a bunch of crazies. But what a crazy sane, ass what a sane American saying, hmm, I want that baby. No, I'm completely no, no, sane. No. Exactly. I would like to think we're sane Americans. <laughs> do you want to take somebody's baby? <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, like when you when you come from a country where you can have like actual like documentary TV shows spanning multiple decades of true crimes. Yeah, you're actually true. I really love those. Yeah, isn't favorite. it crazy? It's like, I thought favorite. about it the other day, like, Forensic Files is oh my, my favorite. God, it's so and it's, like, it's been going on since, like, I don't know, the yeah. early 90s. And, yeah. and they're all true stories. Yeah. I'm like, we have so many crimes. You know, well, you got a lot of damn people when I was a kid, We can make a show about it. Yeah, for days, for life. When I was a kid, like, six, seven, we had someone driving around our neighborhood that was taking, that was trying to kidnap children. A couple, a guy and a girl. In a white car, remember? In a white van? In a white car. It's always a white van. I remember a white van. And we had to do this whole, like, training thing of what to do if this car pulls up to Stop. us and tries to Don't touch me us. there. <laughs> this is my no-no square. That, that wouldn't work, I'm sure. That wouldn't no, work. Yeah, they, they would but like, take kids, here don't, kids here don't grow up with that uh Yeah, no. They don't have that fear. There's no, but there's no, cause yeah. there's no fear. Yeah. They'll take the train. I've seen like this like the young kid, I don't know how old he was. 
taking the train by himself. I know, right? And guess what? No single weirdo. There was no weirdo on that train looking like, hmm. Because everybody takes the train. Nobody gives a shit about that kid. I still can't, no, I can't. And I'm like, going fact, like. I'm running away I'm from thinking, them when I'm on the train. Yeah, and I'm thinking, <laughs> would I do? Would I let her do that soon? I'm like, no, no, no. There's still part of me, I was like, that's too early. As yeah. far as I, as long as I can keep her in independence, but still be safely doing mama. in the back. I don't know. Yeah. But it is crazy because I don't fear it when I'm in the, I was just at a store the other day. I'm like, oh, whatever. She'll come back to me. <laughs> and she comes back and she calls up my name. And But nobody cares. Like, for, but if I was just in Ottawa and I don't know why. You hear it on them like I'm instantly PA more, system. no, but I'm instantly just <laughs> more child. nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's because they give this air, well, they give off this thing or it is a thing like they just, don't, yeah, bigger don't, population, bigger country, they bigger They don't make a big deal about your kids here. I don't, I just yeah. don't want your damn kids. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I gave Helena a very good speech about when we went to New York. I was like, this ain't Denmark. <laughs> oh, that's for damn <laughs> this sure. This is not Denmark. Oh, you ain't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Dorothy. Uh, but that was you also... Hold his head everywhere. Oh, my God. I would be so stressed. And we're not taking, him to, we're not taking him to Times Square. Because no. like I don't think I've ever seen anyone. I don't think anyone should go to Times Square. Seriously? By the way, you, there's no room to push a carriage, uh, baby carriage. Well, nowadays there is. Are you crazy? I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow. You know, I'm okay. really kind of happy with that. I, I would just recommend not going to Times Square. Kids somewhere else, wouldn't it be? I think so. I'm I'm stressed when I go to the stage just taking. Yeah, I can, I can see that because luckily I don't when I go home to where I'm from, obviously. But I can see going to the states. Like I mean, I'm I'm. So, like, it's it's tiring to be on guard all the time. So, it's like... Guys, I'm so it. relaxed and childless. I can really recommend... We're not talk about this anymore. Let's move on. Okay, break. <laughs> but, you know, okay, that did trip me out as well with the kids on the public, like, uh, public transport systems here. Like, going to work and everything like that. They don't have school buses where, like, they, like we would yeah. in, no, wait, in do North they? America. Do they? I no, have not seen them. They all ride the trains. Too. They take the same buses, the same trains. Wait, wait, I, I, I I'll go on the train seen, for my no, morning commute. I swear commute. I've seen school buses, not the, the city. Maybe not, for like a maybe no. for like a chartered actual like a field trip. Oh, oh like Burna Hill, they take a trip to. Oh, somewhere that's true. That's true. Yeah. But they'll, they'll take a the train. Bus. It's not like a school. They don't have school buses. Yeah, they'll take the same train. I saw a couple of school buses. Am I going crazy? You're going crazy. I'm sure you must have seen some sort of school transportation. You definitely didn't see the. I'm watching American movie on Netflix. <laughs> Were the yellow school buses are you talking about? <laughs> Did it say school bus in English? <laughs> yeah. But like... I'm like, oh, I know that word. You'll be on your like morning commute and it's rush hour and then of like a, just a shit ton of school children come on and they're all holding hands together and they're little <laughs> chunky so backpacks so and they're just like... Kids. And they like, they trip yeah, like birds. Kids, yeah. yeah, they are. They're exactly like little... That's how you adults. get by. You Don't just you pretend they're funny, drunk. Uh, bus story? A bus oh, story. Yeah. Speaking oh, of public yeah, transportation, really on a Danish bus. bus. Oh, yeah. This was the days where I drank more as a Is in my possible? youth. You don't drink as much as you used Well, okay. So listen, obviously the one benefit that I like about living here versus like California, the U.S. is like public transportation. So amazing. good. It is good. Fucking so amazing. Good here. Seriously. So like I never have to worry so about driving. No. I miss driving. Don't get me wrong. But I don't have to worry about like, you know, leaving my car. How am I going to get home? Like... You know, just take the train, whatever. It's so good. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes um, mishaps happen if you're very drunk. And I remember, I don't know if any of you guys were there. I know it was like a mutual friend of ours at the time who had a party. Wasn't I there? Wasn't it the night? I don't know where we're going. We we you just said there. Really I don't know if you were there. It was, a, it was like, a, like a housewarming party or something like that. Anyway, I know I was going home by myself. <clears throat> we weren't at this party because I don't remember. I took the, <laughs> and I, th- I don't know why I remember this. I think it was a 3A bus at the time. 
It's going to Nordhound, but like Nordhound was the last station that needs to catch the train over there. Yes, it is the last station. That's yeah, right? There, yeah. yeah, so um, I guess I just fell asleep on the bus. I was drunk. It must have been like two in the morning or something like that. And I remember getting on the bus, everything like that. I was drunk, not crazy, like fucked up, but drunk enough where I was sleepy. It was late at night, you know? Yeah. And yeah. next thing I know, I wake up and it's... I'm like in a dark bus by myself and there's bus to the left, bus to the right. I just see like a rows of bus outside. I still remember so specifically, like the first thing I said, I opened my eyes, I woke up, like regained consciousness and I'm looking around and I say, are you fucking kidding me? I said that out loud. To this day, I don't know if the bus driver just didn't see me. Maybe I, I was actually, I remember being check? in the, right? You would think so. And well, I remember. Maybe he just really doesn't because who thinks, who does that? Maybe he just didn't give a fuck, oh, dude. I don't yeah. know. Because I remember no, I was like I close know. to the front. I, I was close to the front. He should I have think, seen oh. me. Or maybe I was so drunk. He tried to wake me up. I don't think he checked. I don't think he would. He wouldn't have left you there. But can you imagine he tried waking me up and I didn't wake up and he was like, fuck it. And like leave. Nobody will ever know. Did I? Yeah. I think I might have texted you afterwards because I remember like. You texted me that you were stuck on a bus and you didn't know whether you were going to break the window. Oh my God. So this is what happened. I go up. Immediately I'm in like survival mode. I'm just like, I need to get out of this bus. I'm going to die in this bus. Like this is where, this is it. This is how I die. Like in a bus drunk. I go up to the, I sit in the bus driver's seat and I'm honking the <laughs> horn repeatedly, like, because in my head I'm like, I'll get attention, someone will come here. So I I'm like, no, this part, this is getting even better. This is one of my favorite stories. And then, this is better. So I'm like, I'm continuously honking this horn and I think, like, okay, like, if they can't hear, maybe they'll see. So I uh, the, I found somehow the emergency flashers. There's a lot of buttons on these buses. Wow, that's fun. But th- I think it's always a triangle, you know? Like on the <laughs> cars. So I found the triangle. I pushed the triangle, made the flashing come on. I'm like blaring this. And then I'm, I shit you not. Um, I remember from grade school that we did a bus drill. Like just like you do fire drills, we did a bus drill on a school bus. And I remember them showing us that there was a little switch at the door. And if you press the switch, like, uh, the, the, the door Ooh, opens. The, the back heck hatch. remembers or yeah. You wow. think, exactly, this was a memory I that, that I forgot. But somehow, I think my body really thought that I was in, like, full survival mode. Like, I will die. <laughs> Amazing. I would have probably been fine if they just found me in this bus a couple <laughs> hours later. But I thought I was going to die. I was, like, looking around. I was like, is there something I can use to break these door windows open? <laughs> like, how could I pick something up? Right. Uh, but then I remember this thing, that you can go to the bus store and... And I, sure enough, I go to the bus door and there was like a little latch at the top and I pressed <gasps> it and the door opens. No! And I left the fucking door open with yeah. the emergency flashers on and I walk away from this bus, open my phone. I remember I had like 2% battery or something like that. So maybe I texted you. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, remember I do remember that. looking at my location because I was like, I could be fucking anywhere in Denmark right now. Oh, fuck. I Thank God really I was in like, uh, still in the same area. I was like in Svanemunen or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, there was yeah, like a bus drop off yeah, close yeah. to where I live. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember oh. turning over to Helena like, yo. Bo's stuck in a bus somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a car then or anything, so yeah, I remember that. I can't believe that they just left me on this bus. I actually, my favorite part is that I didn't know that part of the story when you were honking the horn. And yeah, the lights I down. was sitting yes. in the bus driver's seat. I've never oh, been able to do that my, before. Were you freaking out? Huh? I was freaking out, but like I was trapped, also like, <clears throat> I was really freaking glass, out, trapped, yeah. but I was in a survival sense where I was like, all right. How do we get out of here? And the funny thing is, it didn't occur to me like call somebody right away. I think my first instinct was like, remove yourself from this vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, get out. Yeah, get, get out. out. 
Good out. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it didn't take me too long to figure it out, so. Wow. I was going to say, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor, something guys. good in that. Who knew when you were going to be caught in a <clears> bus? I swear to God. You older, yeah? um, so, if you don't know, there's a latch. Did you get trapped in a train? I got trapped in an S train. What? It was this happened the, to you as well? It was during the day, though. It wasn't like, I didn't fall asleep or anything. It was, I was on the S train, and. It was uh, one of the, like, the trains that they put out of service yeah, for whatever reason. And they, I guess they announced it. In Danish. Yeah, they, they usually do. Everyone gets off. In English. And no one woke you up? It's no. because they didn't once upon a time. And I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. They do now. It's yeah. new. They I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I had headphones on. So I didn't know. Where did this train go? And it went to, what is it? By, by Fiskato. There's like a train. Dubasbol station. Yeah. But, but quite far from Dubasbol. Like, oh, not I too don't know far. after that. I've never you gone can see that. Dubasbol oh, almost west. Near but it's like, almost near no, fields? No, no. It's, it's by Dubasbol. That's the next stop. But if you you're keep, going to like Vestalpo and then Vadbu and on and on, yeah. yeah it, it, it's technically the next stop would be Dubbo, and that is like a train port right okay. over there. So you're just like seeing all the stops, like. So we go, we go there, and then the train stops, and I see all these trains, and I'm like, and I have my headphones on, I'm like, what the hell's going on? And some guy comes out, the conductor, whatever you call it, right? He comes mm-hmm. out, and I, I'm like, oh, what's going on with the train? And he goes, uh, he goes, I walked out of here and I told everyone to get off the train. Now, no, you didn't. I've been sitting here. You said it in Danish. Yeah, I was like, you didn't get off the train and tell no one to get off the train. Yeah. And then he's like, yes, yes, I walked out and told everyone to get off the train. I was like, no, you didn't. Uh, I was like, where am I, sp- like, where am I supposed to go now? Of course he said it, but you didn't hear or understand him. Yeah, but he didn't come out. He right. said he came out no, and but he checked didn't come all the seats. They never seen it. Oh. No, I don't think At, at Dubosbo Station. Mm. He said he came out. And well, you missed one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then he opens the door for me and I get out and I'm on the train tracks. Right? And he goes, yeah, you can get out here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk onto the street. But I'm in a gated area, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I get the gate open? He don't know. He left. Hey? He left what? So he left some other Just way. Just left you? So now the gate doesn't open. What do you mean, what gate? The, the like, gate? there's a gate that you're locked into the train. So gate. you, like, went to, like, a different platform that's not for the public, basically. Right. And now there's a bunch of trains oh, wow. and there's a gate. And I'm like, okay, how do wow. I open this gate? And he's gone. He left. There's no, there's no one around to open the gate for me. I can't climb this gate because there's like barbed wire on the top. So Jesus. like there's a phone barbed number. And I'm like, wow. so I call this phone number and I have to go through all these different, you know, press one, press two, press five, press six, press yeah, ten. Yeah, you're like fuck off. I'm like, and I finally I get someone. Yes, yeah, and I just keep pressing zero. I'm like zero, 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 <laughs> zero, zero. Finally gets one. I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck outside of a train depot. Blah blah blah. And they're like, yeah, you should find someone to open the gate. Well, I can't find anyone to open the you gate. You should find somebody. Thanks. No shit, you're locked. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm kind of fucking calling for. I haven't, I haven't looked for anybody nobody. So <laughs> I sat there for like, well, it had to be almost two hours before oh finally God. someone came out of somewhere and I was like, can you open the gate? And they're like, yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiots. Right <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got stuck too, but it was doing, it was like. like At least it was daytime and you weren't drunk. That's nice.